What's up, you'll hear it. Hey, this is Bob Deboo, the host of the Upright Citizens podcast. Got a question for you. How would you like to get inside the mind of one of the most recorded musicians of all time? Well, here's your chance. The legendary bassist Ron Carter will join the Open Studio community on June 14th for an exclusive one-time-only live mentor session. You don't want to miss this. To learn the secrets to the maestro's iconic sound, gain insights to his unique musical mind in real time, pick his brain on his illustrious career, and get answers that'll propel your music to new heights. Join today and unlock your free 14-day trial at openstudiojazz.com. Then you'll be able to not only join the maestro in this exclusive conversation, but dig into his brilliant course, Blueprint for Jazz Bass, and so much more. So sign up now. Peace. Hey, Adam. Yeah. Um, I've been going through a lot of changes recently. I don't know if you noticed that. Tell me more. Chord changes. Splang, 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 splang. Ridiculous. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the Yulian Podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Coming at you. Today's episode is sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com to see all of our courses. We have like a half a dozen piano courses now. Yeah. By Peter Martin, by Jeffrey Keezer, even some a little bit by, I'm getting in on that. A little Adam Manis. You know what? We're recording uh, later this month at the end of August 2019 for our future listeners is a new composition slash arranging course by the great Ed Simon. Edward Simon. A great pianist, great composer with uh, SF Jazz, famously, and man, I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to have my notebook out as that's being recorded and and learning. And um, Ed is, is has been, you know, I I met Ed. I think we're exactly the same age, or right around it. Yeah. And we both were in the Thelonious Monk competition many years ago. Um, maybe we'll do a little episode, see what he remembers about that. We were both young lads. We we kind of placed like second and third yeah. to. Uh, uh, pianist that shall not be named that one uh, certain French gentleman named Jackie Terrison. <laughs> oh, come on. But, uh, <laughs> no, also friend. Uh, but yeah, it's been so fun to, you know, uh, to see his career grow. And now, and just, I, I, I love him as a person and I love his music mm. and um, that he's coming into the opening studio fold. It's, it's, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, we got to speak type, speak type. We got to speak, speak type. Speak, you got to speak and type at the same time. We got a type type today speak from. Pipe. No, we have a speak pipe from uh, Dominico, one of our premium members. Yeah. Hi, Adam. Hey, Pete. Long time listener here from Italy. I love the You'll Hear It podcast, and now I'm a premium member. So I would like to ask you a question. How do you keep track of the core changes during the solo section? You know, I'm I'm good at following during the head, but you know, without the melody, I kinda you know lost uh, the changes and lose the the chords. So I would like to ask you this question. Let me know if you have some tips and tricks for do this. Thanks a lot. Keep doing this, guys. Bye. Well, Dominico, that is a great question. Yes, and you, thank you for it. You answered it right there. That's right. <laughs> in the in the question. Yeah, yeah. And we may have a few. Yeah, I think he did hit on the most important part. I was thinking the same thing. But we might have some other things uh, that'll help as well. This is definitely um, one of those areas that uh, I think is a gradual, like if, 
if you're conscious about it and kind of have some good information and a willingness, which it certainly sounds like he has, to improve, that it's a little bit of a gradual process. Not like we don't have anything overnight to give you. Yeah. But it's definitely a common issue. Yeah. I know I dealt with it. And every time I hear questions like this, I kind of remember what it felt like. So I'm very You have to practice empathetic. it, first of all. You, yes. Yeah, that's, yeah you that's have thing. to practice it. Yeah, it's not – you should never feel like, oh, that just comes naturally. It, it seems like it comes naturally to people that kind of have this – ability but this is definitely not one of those just you're born with it kind of a things uh, it might seem like that because it's so intuitive to people that really know that the changes um but it, it's definitely something that can be worked at and i think if, if you're thinking the same thing what he answered was without the melody being there you actually do have the melody all the time all so the time. it's like how do you get that into into the flow like how do you hear that and and the first thing i always think about is play the melody that's right because it's one thing like what we're trying to do is get to the point where we hear the melody and that informs us as, as far as the link and the connection with what the form is because changes are never it's not like um a solitary thing like there's the changes and there's the melody and there's the rhythm and then there's the bars that go by like all these things link together in a way to um i think you know kind of give us what we call the form of the tune or the changes or it's basically like kind of this this wheel that keeps going around but it's like all those elements together so the more different points of reference that our ears and our brains and our hands and everything that's connected with this the more f points of reference we have to where we are at any point, just like if you're going on a journey somewhere, you know, it's not just about, oh, I'm putting one foot in front of the other. There's that. There's the signs that you see. There's the weather. There's the feeling of the sun from the time of the day. All these different things that tell you where you are. Mm. And I think that the melody is probably the most important for most people to be able to navigate it. Number one most important uh, navigation tool. And uh, remember that the tune is not the changes. The tune mm. is the melody. Right. And, you know, we can change the changes, and we always do. Oh, yeah. All the time. But the melody is something that is really revered. You know, I don't know any great jazz musician who, A, doesn't learn the melody very, very thoroughly and correctly and is yeah. and is trying to be uh, as accurate as they can be and yeah. beholden to the composer's idea of the melody. Uh, that's usually the case. There's a lot of respect for the melody, more than the changes, I think, in general. Yeah. And then I don't know too many great jazz musicians that don't have the melody in mind as they're soloing on some level. Yes. You know, I even will will actively sing the melody in my head as I'm soloing because I find that it actually makes me play better. Like it yeah. makes me play more melodically. Yeah. And, and there's a feeling of groundedness yeah. to my solo. Uh, and then sometimes I'm not actively singing it in my head, but it's always there. Like like the the tonal centers are always, I can feel them. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's always, it's always a part of the form for me. It's not ever disconnected. Like it's never like melody's over, turn that off. And now it's just an F minor seven to a B flat yeah, seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's so cool because that's when it starts to get really fun. And like, this is something that so many things in life are like, like, you, you know, it's some people, sometimes we look at some people and be like, Oh, they're a pessimist and that person's an optimist. It's very easy to label people that way. But um, the way I would see it, like they might be going through the same journey. It's just like they're thinking about things. They have a different mindset about it. And somebody that the, how this relates to the melody and how you go through things is like, how do we get to the point of hearing that melody by, you know, as you said, singing it, playing it, mm. then actively hearing it. Mm -hmm. And then the ultimate kind of journey is like it's there. It's unconscious. It's, mm. in, it's in your subconscious. Like it's there and it's not there. And like you can put a smile on your face and be like, 
you're imagining it. You don't have to sing it or play it anymore, but it's still there, yeah. you know? And it, to me, it's the same thing. Like we go on this journey and, you know, sometimes it's a relationship with a person that goes on many years. Sometimes it's, you know, an organization, it's a business, it's a, it's a playing a song. It's, it's a, a, um, a group of people, whatever it is. Like when you go through, like when you stop and kind of say, what is the North star for why we're doing this or how we're doing this? That's kind of what the melody is. Yeah. And, and, and it isn't the whole tune. That's yeah. right. But it's that part. And, and, you know, <laughs> we joked about it last week with the whole legal ramifications up until recently, it wasn't the whole tune, but it was the only part that you could legally own. Yeah, that's right. That <laughs> but was, even that's kind of out the window it now. It is now. Yeah. Yeah. But it's sort of like, once you get this, in you know where it's really inside of you and we're gonna i think we should talk next about like how do you actively get because that's always fun like you know not just make it esoteric but but this is kind of that end result of like what a success with knowing the changes actually and it's so much just like having it so you don't have to worry about it then it becomes so fun does that mean you become herbie hancock or chick korea no but it means that like you're kind of connected with their mindset like that's what's fun like when, when you're playing this music and you can be like, man, I'm kind of like Herbie. That sounds cocky, and it sounds like you're playing. No, no, it just means like you're connecting in a way. Yeah. And I always think back. It's like we all. It's so personalized because we always, you know, it's like who, who, do, who have you personally experienced that does these things? But I always remember Nicholas Payton, like at a young age, like he connected with this way of playing music where it's like supremely confident, but it's like it comes from such a deep understanding of the changes or so i thought at the time but it's really about this the melody the changes how things move through time and uh it's very exciting man as you can see it's put a smile on my face it's really exciting to think about and and so let's get into some ways that maybe uh dominico can work on mm-hmm. you know ingraining the melody and making it part of not just when he plays the head but the entire experience of the tune yep. the first thing i think of is to listen number one yeah like listen to different versions be able to sing the melody flawlessly have no question about where it's going to go and understand it in relation to the chord changes you're playing you know yeah and i think the the listening this is one of those parts actually a bunch of these things i think we're going to say is going to become about um repetition yeah is really going to help now of course you can't be mindlessly listening those repetitions don't count but there's certain things like there's certain things we can break through at a certain moment in music and then there's other things that the breakthrough is gradual from from repetition Mm. um the more thoughtful we are the more quality as a, I mean, because we're talking about like quantity versus, you know, qualitative versus quantitative. So the quality is always important. Like in music is in, in art in general, there's always a tug between these. But the quality like that always has to be at the highest level in terms of like how we're practicing, how we're, you know, to the best of our abilities, how we're listening. Yeah. But certain things like this, I think we just have to there's a lot of repetition. So you should allow yourself that time to repeat over and over again when you're listening and repeat yourself playing it and playing through it because that's how it becomes innate. That's how you really know. It's like learning to dribble. Like you might be able to dribble like Seth Curry Mm -hmm. or think that you can. Steph Curry. Steph. Oh yeah. Seth is his brother. He's a good dribbler. Yeah. He's he's good. He's not as good, but he's good. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So like you're, you you think oh they've gotten to this level oh they can do that like the amount of repetition even after they could do it to make it oh, yeah. where they could think about anything else and like look up and 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 read well and it's form. ongoing too it's ongoing yeah, right yeah. and so this is definitely like a reps and sets 
For sure. Yeah. Um, and one of the things you could do then to do like another set of this is you play the head, you play the melody, but why abandon the melody so soon? When you exactly. go back to the solo, you know, you can practice playing around the melody, just altering it a little bit. That's how improvisation and jazz started in the first place was just a, a, a variation on a theme, a variation on a theme. Use yep. the melody as your guidepost, include it in your solo uh, from the start. And then here's a little uh, pro tip for you, what you can do. Sing the melody in your head. Mm. And play it around, play around it mm-hmm. in your solo as if you were accompanying someone playing the melody. But we're not hearing it; the audience yeah. is hearing it. But you're hearing, you know, um, like let's say like Green Dolphin Street or whatever. Da da ba do ba ba do do ba da. You know, yeah. you're playing around that. That's my phone playing around the melody. I was just I, saying. I hear it. So that's I think that's that's definitely something that's easily incorporated in the kind of next step from playing from using the melody as is to play off the melody. Yeah. And then something that I like to do, which is kind of next level, is is to is to incorporate elements of the melody and use those as guideposts in my solo. So let's again, if we're singing with Green Dolphin Street, it starts off with two repeated notes. Da da. I might then take the idea of I'm going to use two repeated notes in this first eight bars of the solo, or until I think of a better idea, and just improvise with two repeated notes, not the same, but kind of around the changes yeah. or with the melody in mind of two repeated notes. And then maybe when we get to that first. Um, I'm like, oh, that first interval is a fourth. I'm just going to mess around with fourths. So almost taking little micro concepts and then expanding upon them as ideas for your improvisation. Right, whatever kind of hits you. I think that's a great way to sort of uh, to... Uh, you you have to understand the melody at such a deep level because you have to yeah. know what's happening where and yeah. you know exactly and then you're breaking it kind of down and and using the melody as a jumping off point for your improvisation. Yeah, I like it, and that's probably a little bit further down the road, but but you can start trying that even at the beginning a little bit because that that can you can really develop into some advanced improvisation. Oh, for sure. Where you have to really know. The changes, the form, everything. Right. It could be as simple as like, okay, the first, the first melodic phrase of "Autumn Leaves" is four notes. Ba-da-ba-bop. I'm just gonna use one, two, three, four. I'm just gonna use four notes to start my improvisation, like and it. I'm gonna move around like that kind of thinking of because actually what you're doing is you're analyzing the melody, yep. not even thinking about it. Yeah. So let me back up just a little bit. Something that you mentioned, and because uh, it reminded me of a way I used to practice that I think could help with this. There's just the playing of the melody over the form repeatedly, listening to it. And then, you know, there's the idea of playing around, like as you said, playing around the melody. But what you can do, and and you can shift back and forth with singing and playing, uh, unless, well, I don't know if you could do it like if you were a trumpet player or saxophone, maybe even so you'd have to take the horn out of your mouth. But the idea is that (laughs) like you're playing the melody at the piano and then in the different breaks and stuff, you're starting to sing your improvisation. And then you're doing it vice versa. Yeah, yeah. You're singing the melody and then you're playing in between. These are just kind of ways to give variety, but it's also to kind of challenge your brain and your ears. That's great. To further really hear the form. Because th- this, these are kind of ways that you can hack. I hate, I hate to use the word hack, but I love to use the word hack. Uh, you, but you, you can kind of hack it. Hacking. Yeah, but, but in an authentic way to actually get yeah. a little bit of a deeper learning of the melody. Because what happens is like if you just play the melody over and over again, yeah, you're going learn but you're going to get to the point where you kind of know that and you need to challenge your ears in a different way still over the form still with the melody so it's like what ways can you challenge yourself without going 
full like let's abandon and now just play over the chords because you might not be able to totally yeah. hear the melody you need some in-between steps you know what's great about this that i like about this is it's almost like you're exploring the negative space of the melody yeah right like if you're thinking about it as from a visual you know yeah there's the there's the the front space the, the front image the, yeah. the main uh, i'm totally hacking my way through visual <laughs> <It's> <laughs> visual hacking. art yeah i'm not a visual artist but then you have the negative space and that's yeah. as important and so i think like this technique i think is great for for acknowledging that negative space yeah and it also gives you an opportunity if you do this especially with the singing like i think that we can always uh especially more at the beginner kind of intermediate level i I notice that most people have the ability to sing more interesting things and to be able to hear things easier when they're singing than when they're playing on their instrument it's a weird thing you think it wouldn't be like that but it, it starts to make that connection that we need from ear training between really being able to hear and to play what you're hearing so yeah you're doing it over the form but you're forcing yourself to still play or sing the melody so that further kind of ingrains that connection between that and the form because the thing with the form is and changes are that like if you talk about chord changes over autumn leaves you mentioned you know c minor seven f7 b flat e flat like that's not actually the changes those are what the chords are in the changes but i think when we talk about hearing the changes and and knowing the form it's it's the the time continuum of where they're placed so it's like yeah you're learning those chords but you're learning the sequence of them and the timing of it, like how long are you there? And there's this sort of intellectual thing of like two beats on this for, yeah, but that's that's too complicated to actually memorize. Plus who wants to be, could you imagine improvising where you're like, stupid doo up I'm going to improvise for four beats and I'm counting them as I'm, I mean, you can't even do it. Silly. Yeah, so so it's like, how do you get to the point where you can feel that? Mm. And, and, and it's always been easiest for me to understand and to kind of explain it as being like you're going on a walk somewhere and, and there's certain things that happen and you're going at a steady beat because in jazz, normally, unless it's kind of a rubato feel or free thing, so it's like a walk where you're going steady um, and you're moving along at a certain things and things are happening. Things might be different every day, but you're still going from A to B, yeah. which is what the form is. Yeah. You, could go, you, you could go onto the side and speed up and slow down so that you get back or whatever. But it's like, how do you learn how to do that you know, with your eyes closed? Yeah. Can, can you walk a mile with your eyes closed because you know the route so bad, so, so well? So that's the equivalent of really knowing the changes, really knowing the form, really knowing the tune, whatever you want to call it, I think what he's asking about. Yep. That's all it takes, uh, Dominico. That's a it. blindfold. Uh, yeah, no. uh, uh, that's but a, yeah, but actually, all these techniques we're talking about are really about kind of slowly blindfolding yourself so it gets to the point so you can do this with your eyes closed. That's very true. Yeah. Um, so thanks for that question. He's a You'll Hear It premium member. You know, you can go he to youllhearit.com if you want to support the podcast, become a premium member. You get access to our archives. And you don't get, feel like they, 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 there's no geographic restriction on this. Oh, Did you know that? He's from we Italy. We have several members yeah. from Italy. That's one of our most, yeah. You save some money on some You'll Hear It swag like that's my right. killer coffee Right and we're here. gonna do some specials on that 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 those savings. I think that we have that regular twenty percent off everything for you'll hear premium members. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna do some some specials, so look yeah. out for that. We're not gonna say when and on what items, but, but we want to get this stuff out there. And then you know we are releasing content on the regular that's premium for our premium members at the piano yep. with resources. Uh, you know they're like little mini lessons. But the way you mentioned that, you you're almost poo-pooing what we just did like this is i would never poo-poo this is not normal i would never (laughs) poo-poo what are you kim jong-un he never poo-poo-poos well it's amazing well on that note he'll never (laughs) you'll never hear it